What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Joe Jimenez, here with Jared Penniman, and today's guest, we have Paul Kunst. Paul and I have known each other since we were about 9 or 10 years old, um, and we played Little League together, Nevada South Little League. And Paul was probably one of the most talented baseball players I've ever seen in my life, but he was also probably one of the smallest baseball players I've ever seen in my life. Um, which we'll get into. It was a huge part of his recruiting process. Um, Paul went to Marine Catholic High School in Greenbrae, California, before walking on to the University of San Diego baseball team. Um, So Paul has a great story, interesting story. Paul goes from a walk-on with just a month-long tryout to becoming one of USD's team leaders. A fascinating story, a story of hope for all the undersized players out there. Um, It's a good one. So let's go. Hey, Paul, how you doing, man? Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love to be here. So we're going to start in high school. Um, I mean, I've known you forever. I knew you when, when we first meet, like when we were like nine or ten. Yeah, we could have been younger than that. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. but um, you've always been a smaller guy. You've never, you're never, uh, you're never a big guy. Um, how tall were you in high school? Oh, I don't know. I left high school probably five, six, around there, yeah. Going into high school, I was probably like four, three. (laughs) (laughs) So not a big guy. But, I mean, I want to talk about how much did your size impact, I guess, your lack of recruiting while you were in high school? Um, Yeah, it was definitely – like it was never said obviously like no one's gonna just say oh you're too small but it was definitely something i felt like i had to deal with uh being five six pretty much undersized you go into these places and everyone's bigger than you it's an uphill battle but ended up working out what do you what do you think that you either consciously or subconsciously did to kind of stand out compared to someone who might have been I don't know, six foot or just someone that was bigger than you mm-hmm. in high school or even now. Um, definitely like getting just the simple things or like the really basic things of being on time every day. Um, just working hard, running a hundred percent, even when it's like not expected stuff like that. It's definitely a big part of it. Um, asking questions, doing all that stuff to, really stick your eye out or stick your, I guess, body, who you are out to a coach or whatnot is definitely a big part of uh, doing that. Right. And Paul, when did, I know we talked to you, you did go to a couple showcases, but when was the first time you kind of realized that, you know, being a lot smaller than guys, like is pretty detrimental to your to your whole recruitment? Um, I mean, I always grew up being small, so it's not like it was a surprise ever. And honestly, it never felt like a detriment. It made me feel like I needed to work harder, which it did. And it definitely allowed me to uh, get a good work ethic, knowing that uh, being smaller than everybody might not be the best thing, but you got to work with it. Paul, I'm curious because we've had a lot of people on who either swear by showcases or don't feel that they really helped. I mean, mm-hmm. did you did 
did you kind of go the showcase route kind of early on in your recruiting process? And I mean, how, how did you feel about doing those? Yeah. Um, I would say I remember it was, it's like probably between sophomore and junior year of high school. Like that summer, I went to probably two showcases or maybe one the year before and then one that summer. And I did really good at them, but like just getting no love at them. It was like, all right, I'm over these showcases already. I don't need them. Um, it kind of made you not like baseball for a little bit there because it was like, man, I feel like I'm pretty good. And you get no love at them and you're like, all right, let's just have fun from here on out. I don't need to try to grind and stand out. Right. And Paul, did you, I guess my experience with showcases was pretty positive because I think, um, I guess it played into my strengths mm -hmm. of, you know, like I had, a, I had a solid arm, good pop time, like coaches like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember we were talking with, um, his name's Bryce Willits. He went to St. Mary's and then he's at UCSB now, but he was talking about, and he's a dude, like he, mm -hmm. he like he's legit. And he kind of said the same thing. He was like, yeah, like I knew I was good and I went to these showcases, but it was just kind of like, how can you stand out when there's like 200 guys there? Yeah. And it's kind of true. I mean, like, I guess the conversation goes into like, what do you need to do at a showcase to get someone to like give you a call afterwards? I mean, I guess that's, that's kind of open question for all of us, but, but I mean, is there, is there a specific thing, especially for infielders? Like, I don't know, like, the, what can they do I would to... say you got to have like your best day. You really got to stand out. I mean, if you're going to a showcase and you do average and you go into it, not knowing any coaches, because a lot of it is, I like you're, you're in contact with coaches. They tell you to go to a showcase and they see like, you don't have to have an incredible day for them to know you after that. And for them to email you and whatnot or get a call. But if you're going into a showcase and you haven't talked to any coaches prior to that, you gotta be, you gotta have a really good day. Right. And I think that's something we haven't talked about enough on this podcast and the episodes in the past specifically, but you know, I think emailing coaches beforehand going like to a showcase is huge. Like, is that something you did before you went to these showcases or were you just kind of being like, okay, like I'm just trying to get my name out there. Like, yeah, like, I, I was definitely, well I can play. definitely unexperienced in that part where I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of just showed up, balled out, nothing came from it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe I was trying to, I was expecting something to like fall into my lap, which never really works, but yeah, that's how it went. Were, were they worth the money? Were the showcases worth the money? Um, yes and no. I mean, in a sense of trying to get recruited or like trying to get your name out there, I don't, might not have been worth it in my mind, but experiencing how many other people do the same exact thing, it's a good experience because it's like, wow, I really got to like be this much better than everybody else here. And it's definitely something that'll sit in the back of your mind and make you work hard day in and day out. Well, and Paul, you, you told us that these showcases and really just kind of your recruiting journey in general, you just really got no love um, for for whatever reason it might be. Obviously, you're you're an outstanding player now at USD, but I mean, 
what was the mindset for you? I mean, a a very, very good high school player who just was not getting looks that you'd look around. And I mean, there's guys that you know you're better than and they're just going places that you know you can play at. Mm -hmm. Um, The mindset was pretty simple. I mean, like junior year, I really tried getting recruited somewhere and really nothing ended up happening of it. And so my senior year is just like, I we're going to have a fun season. I'm not going to overstress about like, I got to make every play to look good in front of the scouts that aren't even there basically. So it was, <laughs> it was one of the funner seasons. It was all my buddies senior year and we had it, we all had a great season. So it was, it goes to show that you play your best when you're relaxed and having fun. And that's pretty much how I took my college experience. Paul, before we get into your time at USD, what were your options for colleges before, like, before the end of your senior year? Like, what where were you looking into? Like, what exactly were you looking at in a college? Mm-hmm. Um, and which school? Yeah, which schools were you looking at? So, none of them were for baseball. I mean, I applied to like Cal Poly, USD. Uh, TCU. I applied to Chapman, got in, couldn't do it though. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I had no, no like contact with any of their coaches. And then once I got into USD, I just emailed the coach that I wanted to try making the team and made it happen. So yeah, prior to college or just applying to college, I had I, I had no no baseball needs at that point for some reason. And that would have been terrible if I decided not to play baseball because it's like my whole life right now. <laughs> well, and that's and that's exactly where I want to go now. I mean, why why USD? I mean, you, you obviously you reached out to the coach and you were able to um, try to walk on there. But why, what about USD made you try it there? Um... Well, definitely a big part of it was my brother who went there for two years, his last two years of college, he went there. And I, when I went there, we overlapped a semester. So that was kind of a big part of it. I probably wouldn't have known the school, the small San Diego school, if he didn't go there. But once like you get the campus tour there and just their academics are good and I knew they had a baseball team and I was trying to walk on, but I go and see their baseball field. It's, it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, it's beautiful. So it's like, all right, I guess I'll go here, spend four years, get a good education. And if <laughs> baseball works out, then it'll be a great time. And it really has been. Paul, I want to get into your, uh, your freshman fall trying to make the team mm-hmm. just, what was what was that like? It had to had to be extremely uncomfortable being almost like well, obviously a complete walk on, but Yeah. Did it ever feel like you were just begging to be on the team? As as terrible as that might sound. Um, but, but No, it never felt like I was begging. I know like I've had buddies elsewhere try to walk on at places and they give them like a day. They get it's like a basically a one day showcase and there's like another fifteen people trying to walk on. And that's definitely not the way to do it, I guess, in my mind, because at San Diego, Coach Hill, 
thanks to him, gave me, he told me a month the first time I talked to him that I'm going to try out for it. Ended up being the whole fall and a little bit of the spring. And then I ended up getting redshirted or whatever. But no, that amount of time allowed me to, because me being the small guy, it's not going to be one day where you're going to see where he can make an impact on your team. It definitely took a whole fall where it was like, all right, this guy is insanely consistent, works hard, and he comes to the ball field ready to play. And that really took me to the next level. So that, that worked out. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> Paul, what you, what you said last was, you know, if you – just thinking about your game, if I saw you at a showcase, it's not like you would really stand out, even though I literally think you're one of the best players <laughs> to you. come out of Marin no, that, no. that I've seen personally. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, th- that that's what interests me so much about the whole recruiting process um, from the college side is you go to these showcases and like what like I guess they're looking for tools, but how do you miss on a guy like you? Mm-hmm. who turns into a team leader for USD and who's just so consistent. But I, I also really want to get into, you know, you, you have this walk-on spot, you have a month. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I do know there are, there are a lot of people who who think about walking on to, to big programs like USD, but how well did you have to play on a consistent basis to, to really open their eyes? Mm-hmm. Like, what, it, what, it, what were you doing in inner squads? What were you doing in the weight room? Like, you know, like yeah. how did you carry yourself? I think that's a big thing to talk about because I just think the the idea of a walk-on for guys, for some people, it's just, you know, like, I'm going to give it a shot rather than like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Like the yeah. guys who do make it, it's like, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot, but I believe in myself 100%. Mm-hmm. Like I know exactly what I can do. So can you kind of go into like that a little bit as well? Yeah. Um, I definitely like probably my first week of like actual tryout there I was with the mindset of let's give it a shot and I went out there and was like instantly after that week it was like all right I can make this team I'm gonna do it I I was telling you guys earlier like I overestimated my competition I thought they were gonna be in the MLB or something really and once I stepped in the box the first time and you saw the fastball is still a fastball. It's not some God pitch just because it's a, like the next level. It's, it's some, you still got to put bat to ball. And uh, so once I realized that, like, if I show who I am in the long term, I'll probably make the team. And so, yeah, what I did in like inner squads was nothing special. Run hard 90s, hit the ball hard, definitely hitting some doubles, opened up some eyes and whatnot. But, yeah, it was definitely little things. They put me in the outfield, so I played infield, shortstop, second in high school. And when I got there, they had a bunch of infielders that freshman year, so they stuck me in the outfield. I was playing right, left, center, anywhere where they kind of needed me. And never played outfield before. Somehow decided I was pretty good at it. And, yeah, I was just tracking (laughs) balls down, laying out. That was a big part of it. I dove for everything. (laughs) That was, yeah. And then that's pretty much in the weight room. It was just, I'm not like some big weight room guy. I definitely can lift a good amount of weight for my size. But uh, as simple as like just showing up on time, saying yes to the coach, yes, sir. Like 
you need a spotter for this, you need help with that, whatnot, is a big thing. And the lifting coach at USD was awesome, Coach Couch. He's left and went to UT now. But, yeah, becoming friends with him helped out a bunch. I mean, he's such a good guy, and he'll help you out with whatever. Once you get on the, everyone's good side, it works out. Well, and, and Paul, I mean, I agree. I think the for whoever you are, whether you be a full scholarship guy or, or a walk-on, I think the little things start to add up uh, mm-hmm. over time. But let's fast forward to past the fall, past the winter, kind of like around February where you guys are starting to look to starting the season. And you, you told us you're still with the team at this point, but then but then you get basically kind of redshirted slash cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell us tell us what happened, why, why it happened, your mindset, all about that stuff right there. Yeah, that was one of the funkier weeks, definitely. Um, it was known that we needed the roster set by the alumni game, and that was the weekend before opening weekend. And I forget what day it was, but it was towards the end there, right before the alumni game, where we had – it was pretty much our last practice – before it all got going and uh it was me versus another kid pretty much for that last spot and it was a pitcher and it was me and so he had me try to steal a bunch of bases off this pitcher and that was just it was pretty funky but that's how it went down on the last practice and I got a text during class the next day it was hey come by my office and I was like, all right, we'll see how this goes. And then next thing you know, I was a regular student for the spring, which was a good thing. Paul learned, <clears throat> learned a lot from that. Yeah, I guess, I guess that was, that was kind of my next question was, well, I guess I have two questions right now is one, did you think your baseball career was over at that point? And two, I mean, why did you decide to stay regardless of baseball? Mm-hmm. I guess you already went into USD thinking like I'm kind of just giving it a shot, but especially after you realize, you know, like I can play division one baseball, you know, like USD is a good program. Like, um, did you ever think about transferring out? Yeah, no. Um, I definitely didn't. I, I went there for school, like I said earlier. So it was more of, uh, if baseball works out, it works out. And then it became like, man, I can really play here at the school. And I liked it. I learned a bunch. I definitely grew as a player. Uh, it was awesome during that fall. Cause I had like an actual hitting coach. Usually it's just my head coach at, at high school. So just my hitting, my approach, all of it got way better. Um, was I mad that I pretty much got cut? Yeah, no, I wasn't too happy about it. He definitely said, come out next year, and hopefully it all works out. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really glad I stayed. Uh, did I think my career was over? No, not at all. I knew he, he hooked me up with a summer team out of Alameda, and that was a grind of a summer, but it ended up making me a better player for sure. Um no, yeah, I was definitely set on coming back and making the team. So, so then I want to look at now the the following fall. 
I mean, you basically you come back after playing summer ball in Alameda, and you're basically back in the same position that you were in coming in as a freshman. Yeah. Um. Even in so now, I guess you're technically a redshirt freshman, but you still need to do all the things that you already did the past year that didn't get you on the team to make the team. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what what was different about that fall versus the year before? Yeah. Um. Kind of going back to just uh what helped me like stick with baseball is the teammates there were awesome i haven't given enough love to them the seniors that year when i was a freshman were just the best and like when i got cut they were pissed too and all of them most of them at least came up to me and were like you got to come back next year there's like no way you're not going to make the team if you do what you did this fall so that obviously helped out a bunch and then so coming into the fall there I was still in the outfield, kind of just roaming around, working hard out there, laying out for everything again. I had a very similar fall, I'd say, like offense-wise. That hit pretty good, probably at a high average, and kind of just singles everywhere. Stole a bunch of bases. In the little drills, That's, I think those were my uh, signatures, is the little, like, I don't know, little base running drills or – little outfield drills that's where I kind of like tried to stand out the best try to be the best in every drill is kind of how it went by it and um and and there's kind of like some struggles on infielders and like not kind of sure who their second baseman was so I begged coach to, to try to move me to the infield I started taking ground balls like before practice um also staying in the outfield though but then probably like a third into the fall I got like my couple chances in the infield and that all worked out I started laying out instead of in the outfield as in the infield made a bunch of plays um yeah and definitely no new Koontz at that time as an infielder but quickly became <laughs> yeah Koontz is on the infield and that's really what happened. I mean, the offense kind of just stayed consistent. And I was back home at second base. <laughs> and I, I think that's that's obviously what solidified it for you was coming coming back to where you're comfortable playing. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously obviously you were such a versatile player in that in that program that they could kind of plug you in anywhere, but it was Kind of the last thing I want to touch on in your time at USD was you go from this, from a walk-on, not knowing if you're even going to continue your baseball career, to being basically a team leader almost your entire Mm. career at USD. I mean, what was, do you think the early part of your career and walking on and going through that experience allowed you to be a better team leader? Or, I mean, is it just naturally your coaches saw how hard you worked and it was kind of plug and plug and play because they knew Mm -hmm. that you were going to do everything that you needed to do to get everybody to a better level? Yeah, um, definitely getting cut, not playing that spring my freshman year was a big part of it. Who knows what would have happened? I might I might have quit baseball if I made that team. I would have been stuck in the outfield. I don't know if I would ever made the move to infield the next year. Um, I also needed a harder work ethic that next fall because I wasn't even sure if I was going to make the team. And that's kind of how I've taken every fall since then. It's do or die. I mean, 
you could say I have a set spot on the team the last two years, but I still went out there acting like I was the 35th guy on the roster still trying to make the team. And that's how everyone should go by it. And that's how I try to teach or show the freshmen, young guys, how to do it these years. So, no, yeah, getting cut was probably the biggest thing in my life in that, like, baseball career that has really moved me to be the player I am today. Paul, we got one more question for you. Ah, bring them on. Let's go. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting at Marine Catholic. Fop, your head, your old head coach at MC, asks you to come back and talk to the high schoolers there. You know, what do you what are you saying to them for? You know, the whole college recruiting process, but also just like developing as a person and a player. What are mm-hmm. you saying? Um. Yeah. I show up to MC. I got all the little kids in front of me. Young Paul's <laughs> out there. I'm definitely telling them, you know, don't get down on yourself. It's the same speech kind of everyone's given. You know, baseball's a, a losing sport. You're hitting one for three. You're putting up Hall of Fame numbers right there. So don't get down on yourself, whether it's a single game or you get cut, you know. Put your head in the dirt and grind it out. No one, no one really uh, – everyone's pulling for you, but – only you can do it yourself. I mean, you can't you can't have your coach hit a home run for you. You can't have your coach wake up early and get the early reps in for you. So, uh, yeah, no, it's all on you from here on out. Awesome. Paul, I love it. I love it. Just want to thank you so much again. This this interview has been awesome. Yeah, thanks for having um, me on the first podcast. And yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Well, we're honored um, we were the first podcast. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and um, good luck to you this this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you too. Appreciate it, man. Welcome back, guys. I I hope you guys got something from that interview with Paul. That was that was easily one of the most entertaining and valuable interviews that we have done here at Official Visit, from being undersized to a walk-on to a team leader. I mean, you you could have easily found something in there to apply to your recruiting journey or to your mindset as a as a baseball player and as a human in general. But these are these are the type of stories that we want to get to you guys. So keep engaging with us, keep listening, leave us reviews, and and we we appreciate all of that and all of that feedback. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, uh, like us on on Facebook, reach out to us via email. I mean, we want to hear from you guys. This is this is a podcast for you guys, and I can't stress that enough. So until next time, guys. We'll see you in the next episode.